joining Ed from Levant here. What a pleasure to be here. I'm glad to be here for this live stream. Often my colleagues, Sheila Gunn-Reed and David Menzies, sit here, but how can I stay away because of the crazy things that have been happening over the weekend? I will talk a bit about Justin Trudeau meeting with Ukraine's most senior Nazi advocate and Holocaust denier, Andre Melnik. Now, you might be saying, Ezra, are you throwing that term around lightly? Calling someone a Nazi, that's odious. That's defamatory. Don't do that. I know that Justin Trudeau calls people Nazi very casually. He called the truckers Nazis. He calls basically anyone who opposes him a Nazi. He's implied that anyone who met with Christine Anderson, the member of the European Union, who visited a few months ago was a Nazi. I don't do that. I'm a Jew myself, and I, I don't often reach for the anti-Semitism word because I don't want to dull it by overusing it. There are some anti-Semites in the world. I don't want to throw the word around all the time. It's like the boy who cries wolf. You want to keep that word sharp like a rarely used knife. You don't want to dull it with overuse because when you finally do encounter a Nazi, you need that word to have meaning. Justin Trudeau profanes that word every time he calls a trucker a Nazi or a conservative a Nazi. So he, I think he does that on purpose, by the way. I want to um, take just a couple minutes on the Nazi because I'm going to do my whole show about it tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Justin Trudeau went to Kiev on a surprise trip. It's not surprising in a way because Trudeau's not having a lot of fun back in Canada these days. His special rapporteur resigned in disgrace. A new poll by Abacus shows only 20% of Canadians think he deserves to be reelected. And Abacus is a Liberal Party pollster. Only 20% of Canadians, they say, this is Abacus, only 20% think he deserves to be reelected. If you're Justin Trudeau, of course you're going to fly on your private jet, a luxury jet, to Europe and then show up in Kiev and give away half a billion dollars in cash um, and be treated like a rock star. I mean, if you're going to give half a billion tax dollars without a debate or a vote in Parliament, whoever you're giving it to is going to make you feel pretty good, as opposed to in Canada, where Trudeau is mocked and despised. Yeah, here's that Here's that poll by David Coletto's abacus. You can see the red bar there is, I think Justin Trudeau and the Liberals deserve to be reelected. Only 20% of Canadians say that. 50% say it's time for a change. 31% it's time for a change, but I'm not sure if there's a good, good alternative. But only 20% say, no, no, no. Trudeau deserves to be reelected. Let me just play quickly. Do you have that clip? It's in my posted, my pinned tweet. I want to play for you a little bit of this Andre Melnik. I want you to know that when I say he's Ukraine's leading Nazi, I'm not saying that as an insult, although it should be insulting. I'm not saying that as hyperbole. He is the deputy foreign minister. And in this extensive interview, he explains why the Nazis did not, in fact, do atrocious things to the Jews. Ukraine's leading Nazi, Stepan Bandera, was not a bad dude. The Jews are lying about it. 
the Jews and Poland and Germany and Russia are all lying about it. No, no, no. There was no killing of the Jews. And the Jews are lying. And Stepan Bandera, the leading Nazi, was a good egg. And he was saying this at the time as Ukraine's ambassador to Germany. So this is not a nobody. When I say this is the leading Nazi in Ukraine, I, I mean, you can't get any higher on the pyramid than this guy. But the thing about Germany is they're so sensitive to their Nazi past. They're actually a liberal democracy in all ways except for one. When it comes to freedom of speech, they do not allow Nazis. It's against the law to express support for national socialism. You cannot fly a swastika. You cannot say Sieg Heil or Heil Hitler. You can't. You cannot promote Nazism. You can in Canada. You can fly a Nazi flag and it'll be odious and people will shame you and scorn you as it should be. But that's not actually a crime. In Germany, it is a crime. And here you have the Ukrainian ambassador to Germany giving the most bold defense of Nazism that I think has been said since 1945. Here, I'm just going to play two minutes. This is an excerpt from an extended pro-Nazi rant that got Andriy Melnik fired, created an international diplomatic incident. He was denounced by the Polish foreign ministry, by the Israeli foreign ministry, and Germany said to, to Ukraine, either you take this guy or voluntarily have him resign, or we are going to fire him and and declare him persona non grata. We are going to deport your Nazi. To come get your Nazi. Come take your Nazi back. And in fact, they did. This interview was so shocking that Germany essentially fired him. They, they let Ukraine withdraw him as opposed to, imagine deporting a Ukrainian ambassador. What, they, they did Zelensky a favor by letting Zelensky take this guy back. This is less than a year ago. Take a look. Das, was, was sie, es was mehrere so Massaker an Polen in der Westukraine durchgeführt von den Ja, und es, gab auch, und es gab auch auf gleiche Weise die gleichen Massaker der Polen gegenüber der Ukraine. Auch Zehntausende Ukrainer. Macht ja nichts besser. Zehntausende Ukrainer wurden, das war, das war, das war ein, ein Krieg. Und deswegen, das wollen jetzt die Polen, also diese Geschichte, politisieren. Wir sind dagegen. Äh aber, aber hat Israel Unrecht? Israel, der Staat Israel, ja, das 800.000 Juden, ja. auch von Banderas, Truppen also Israel, und Bandera um... Israel, äh, Denken Sie sich das aus? Ich weiß nicht, was Sie sich ausdenken, aber äh, wir reden über Bandera. Ja? Und wir reden und über Scheiß, Bandera. Die ganze Welt erkennt an, dass Bandera an der Ermordung von, von 100.000 Juden beteiligt ist. Nein, das stimmt nicht. Außer die Ukraine. Das, das, es, es, gibt keine, es gibt keine Belege, dass, dass Bandera-Truppen hunderttausende Juden äh, ermordet haben. Es gibt keine Belege. Es gibt, das ist diese Narrative, dass die Russen bis heute durchsetzen und dass in, in Deutschland und in, in, auch in, in Polen und in Israel äh, auch äh, Unterstützung Denken findet. Denken sich die, die jüdischen Gemeinden das alle aus? Ich weiß nicht, woher sie dieses, äh, diese Daten äh, nehmen, aber ich, ich, ich bin bereit, auch mit den jüdischen Gemeinden darüber äh, sachlich äh, zu reden, wenn sie, äh, wenn sie wirklich äh, nicht nur das wiederholen, was wir seit äh, Jahrzehnten hören. Bandera ist... Äh, es gab Flugblätter, als die Deutschen reingekommen sind nach Lviv. Ja. Da hieß es Volk. Das musst du wissen. Moskowiten, Polen, Ungarn und Juden, sie sind deine Feinde. Vernichte sie. Das musst du wissen. Deine Führung. Dein Führer Stepan Bandera. Was für Flugblätter. Das, das Als die Deutschen gerade einmarschiert sind, da äh, haben sie quasi an die Bevölkerung das verteilt, die ja noch unter äh, anderer Herrschaft dann da waren.
Die haben sich ja mit den Deutschen verbrüdert. Das ist doch ganz klar. Also. Und ich frage mich, frag mich halt, ich meine, ich verstehe... Also ich werde André. dir heute nicht sagen, dass ich mich davon distanziere. Und das war's. Ja, das, und das, das war's. Das, 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 das ist ja deine Entscheidung. Ich ja, frag das mich ist meine Entscheidung ich, und ich, das ich, kannst ich frag, du nicht verstehen, aber... weil Ich verstehe nicht, ja. wie man jemanden als Helden bezeichnen kann, der gleichzeitig Massenmörder von Juden und Polen war. Bandera war kein Massenmörder von Juden und Polen. Er war kein Massenmörder. But, but he was. That is the dictionary definition of Holocaust denial. Stepan Bandera was the Nazi boss of Ukraine. Um, that, that interviewer was literally reading Bandera's leaflets as one of, what, 10,000 examples you can give. It is a historical fact. In fact, I, I've actually never seen it denied this way. Um, could you imagine that was the Ukrainian ambassador to Germany defending Nazis, saying the Jews, I don't believe the Jews or the Poles or the Germans or the Russians. It didn't happen. The Holocaust didn't happen in Ukraine. He didn't kill the Jews. What the actual fuck That was Ukraine's ambassador to Germany. You know that Germany, it's against the law to propagate Nazi narratives. I, I frankly think that their laws are too strict. I'm not a Nazi. In fact, I'm a Jew. But I believe in freedom of speech. I, I believe that bad ideas should be chased out by good ideas. I believe that that interviewer just made... Melnick look like what he is. That's how you take on a Nazi, by being prepared, by having your arguments, by having your facts. I think that Melnick was completely exposed there. Um, in Germany, what that ambassador said was actually a crime. And I say again, I don't believe in criminalizing hate. I think you debate it. But Germany has its own laws. So they basically said to Vladimir Zelensky, because this wasn't even a year ago, They said to Zelensky, come get your Nazi or we're going to kick him out. And Zelensky said, no, man. And they said, come get him or we're going to kick him out. And so Zelensky brought him back. After diplomatic protests by Poland, Israel. But he wasn't thrown away. <laughs> he was made deputy foreign minister. And look at Andrei Melnik's twit, tweet on Saturday. How did I learn that Trudeau was meeting with Andrei Melnik? He literally met Trudeau when Trudeau off, stepped off the train. He literally toured Trudeau around the town. But strangely, that wasn't mentioned by Trudeau or any of the regime media who were accompanying. It was mentioned by Andrei Melnik. Welcome to Ukraine, Mr. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. You can see Trudeau at the train station. You can see officials there. And the guy shaking his hand is Andrei Melnik. You recognize him from the podcast we just saw. Scroll down a little bit. So um, 
half a million views, thousands of interactions there. Uh, yes, scroll up again, please. Uh, yeah. So he's, why wouldn't he tweet it? He is being validated. The Nazi Holocaust denier who was kicked out of Germany gets to meet with Trudeau. And of course he's going to tweet that because it's validation. It's exoneration. Look, here's a liberal prime minister, very woke, very progressive, very human rights sensitive. And he's shaking my hand and smiling with me. And I'm going to tour him around town and he's going to treat me with respect. I don't care what the, you Jews say. I don't care what Germany or Poland or Russia says. This guy is willing to whitewash me. Of course, I'm going to tweet it. Strangely, Trudeau himself didn't. Click, click on Trudeau's uh, name handle there for a second. Um, and then just scroll down a few days. Scroll, like, scroll down to June 10th because that's when he rolled into town. And then, yeah, so there's Zelensky having a hug. And um, they don't show him. Scroll down a little bit more. Yeah, they're talking about the plane they seize. Okay, so go up. So you'll see, if I'm not mistaken, uh, okay, open on those pictures there. Is, uh, is uh, that's, okay, I don't know who that is. I don't see Melnick there. Now, that's not Trudeau. That's Anita Anand, Canada's defense minister, who's obviously with a different group. Yeah, my point that I'm making somewhat slowly is that Justin Trudeau did not share a photo. You, you tell me if you find one. Um, but he did not share a photo of him meeting with Andre Melnick. Why not? Did he think he could keep it a secret? Andre Melnick wanted to tell the world because Andre Melnick was having his reputation cleaned by Trudeau a Nazi sympathizer, Holocaust denier. Is that from a Trudeau page? Okay, so this picture was taken by Canadian press, and this was in the Globe and Mail as well. So there's Trudeau in front of some, uh, I think it's a burnt-out tank. To his right, I believe that's Christy Freeland in the sunglasses. And you can see Andre Melnick on the left there. Like I say, Melnick was taking him around town. Give me the caption of CP. Can you show me the caption on the photo, if possible? Because this photo was used in the Globe and Mail as well. And they didn't, I read the entire accompanying story, and I did not see him named. So Trudeau, like, were they not curious who this man is, who's greeting Trudeau, who's shepherding him around Kiev? Who, like, it wasn't Zelensky who met Trudeau at the train. It was this guy. Did no one say, who's that? Did no one say, what's his name? Did no one say, did no one Google him? Is there a caption on that? Don't worry about it. I, I, I have seen that photo. Um, it was the photo tweeted by Mark McKinnon in the Globe and Mail. My point is that the world, sorry, all the journalists knew um, okay, so there it is. So that's the caption. Ukraine, Canada. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, accompanied by Canada's 
Minister of Finance Christian Freeland write, visits an exhibition of destroyed vehicles in Kiev, Ukraine, Saturday, June 10th, from Valentin Ogienko of Post via AP. So you'll notice that they name Trudeau and Freeland, but they don't name Melnick. And every photo I saw was silent on who that guy is because they know he's a Nazi Holocaust denier. And Trudeau is pretty brazen about it, but they just, I don't know, maybe they're afraid of being jailed by Vladimir Zelensky, who's jailing journalists. How about here? Yeah, put that one up. Exact same caption. It's just another shot. Yeah. So they will not name him. They're, maybe they're stunned that Trudeau would be hanging out with this. Like, like, let me just tell you, this is not my judgment that he's unacceptable. Imagine a diplomat being kicked out of a country. When was the last time Canada kicked out a Chinese diplomat? Or, you, you know, how often does it happen that you're kicked out? Germany kicked this guy out because he was so odious and, like I say, possibly criminal. And total media blackout in Canada on him. And I mentioned before that I'm Jewish. I'm not just Jewish. I'm sort of active as a Jew. Not, maybe not so much these days, but about a decade ago, maybe a little more, I was on the board of the Canada-Israel Committee, which is like a Jewish advocacy group, a lobby group. It was um, later merged into a large thing called the um, CIJA, uh, C-I-J-A, the Canadian Institute for Jewish Affairs, or for, I forget exactly, Center for Israel and Jewish Affairs. Like the, the big Jewish lobby. Yeah, that's it right there. Um, so I was on the board of that when it was called the Canada-Israel Committee. A, a bunch of little groups merged together. So for a couple of years, I was on the board of that. And um, they tried to be bipartisan. Like they tried to have some liberals and some conservatives so they weren't just shilling for one party or the other. But why is CJA, which is all about fighting anti-Semitism and Holocaust denial, why are they silent here? Can you, you know how to do a search on Twitter from colon CJA? Uh, no, I was thinking about the one where they condemned Christine Anderson. I've taken up far too much time on this. I'm going to go in depth on it on my show tonight. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, so click on, you know, that's the Simon Wiesenthal one, but there's also a Sija one. Yeah, yeah, that one right there, if you can expand on that one. Yeah, open there. Perfect. Thank you. So I just showed you that Sija is this Jewish lobby group. Uh, it used to be on the board of its predecessor about 10, 15 years ago. We are deeply concerned by Canadian Conservative Party of Canada MPs Leslie Lewis, Dean Allison, Colin Carey, meeting with Christine Anderson, a member of the far-right German AFD party known for Islamophobic and anti-immigrant views. We raised the issue directly with Conservative Party headquarters. I, I know Christine Anderson a little bit. I've, I don't think I've met her in person, but I've interviewed her a few times. She's actually a philo-Semite. She likes the Jews. Um, she's conservative. Her party is fairly mainstream. Um, it has 10% of the seats in the um, 
German federal parliament, which is bigger than the NDP or the bloc. They have 10% of the seats in the European Parliament for Germany. So they're not huge, but there are over 300 elected officials in Germany who are members of that party. And you can agree or disagree with them, but you cannot call them Nazis. Like I say, it's illegal to be a Nazi in Germany. The one thing you know about Christine Anderson is she can't be a Nazi. She can't be, because if she were, she'd be in jail. Um, so Sija was on the warpath that some conservative MPs met with a conservative MEP, member of the European Parliament. They were furious about that, but I checked Sija's Twitter stream 15 minutes ago, half an hour ago. They don't have a word about this. So an actual bona fide Nazi, Holocaust denier, crazy man, who was kicked out of Germany because he was so odious. Sija doesn't have a word to say. This was on Saturday. Sunday, Monday, it's been 48 hours. By the way, I wrote an email to all three groups I mentioned, the Simon Wiesenthal Center, the B'nai B'rith, and the Sija, saying, hey, you guys got anything to say about this? I haven't heard back from any of them. What do you think of that? The human rights establishment in this country calls anyone they don't like a Nazi. They call truckers Nazis. They call conservatives Nazis. They actually even call... Rebel News and Nazi, Gerald Botts, Trudeau's um, disgraced aide, once actually called us Nazis. I'm Jewish. I, uh, in fact, I, I, I'm leading another tour to Israel this September. If you want tickets, go to rebelvacations.com. We're leading a tour to Israel. Um, I've taken 100 people to the Holocaust Museum in Israel, Yad Vashem. Imagine calling me a Nazi. That's how the Liberal Party uses Nazi, uses it as an attack, as an insult. They call everyone Nazis except the actual Nazis. That's Trudeau. Now, we know that Trudeau admires authoritarianism. We know he admires communist China. We know he admires thugs like Castro, Xi Jinping. So maybe we shouldn't be surprised that he loves Andre Melnik. But what's the excuse of the reporters and what's the excuse of the Jewish lobby? I don't know the answer to that. All right. I said I was only going to talk about that briefly. 27 minutes have gone by. Let's have a palate cleanser with a little ad for our... Let's run a rebel ad. And when we come back, I want to talk about the Jesse Smollett of Ottawa, a corrupt little liar named Joel Harden. This is an incredible story. Come right back after these messages. Canadians for Truth proudly presents An Evening with Sarah Palin. Former Alaska Governor and Vice Presidential Candidate Sarah Palin's remarkable journey and steadfast dedication to speaking up when it's easier to stay silent are just a few of the many reasons you'll want to hear from her. This event will be hosted by Olympians Theo Fleury and Jamie Soleil and promises to provide valuable insights, inspiration, and entertainment. Get ready for an incredible evening, Sunday, June 18th, 2023. The show starts at 7 p.m. at the Gray Eagle Event Center in Calgary, Alberta. 
but act now because tickets for this will not last. Oh, hi, everybody. Nice to see you again. I- I'm going to move off that Andre Melnick thing, but I am just absolutely staggered by it. Maybe, maybe I'm naive, but I I thought, you know what? Let me just throw one more detail at you. The president of the Simon Wiesenthal Center, which is a Holocaust memorial group, he used to be a liberal MP under Justin Trudeau named Michael Levitt. He left Trudeau's um, caucus, and he now runs this Holocaust memorial group. He has to make a decision. Is he still loyal to his old boss, Justin Trudeau, or is he loyal to the essential mission of the Simon Wiesenthal Center, which is the memory of the Holocaust? Here you have a full-tilt Holocaust denier. Trudeau is hanging out with him in Kiev. And Michael Levitt doesn't have a word to say about it. In fact, he was tweeting about golf over the weekend. And that's great. Uh, and fill your boots with golf, but you're the head of the Holocaust. There it is. So, so this is Simon Wiesenthal Center disturbing that conservative MPs, Leslie Lewis, Dean Allison, and Colin Kerry would meet with a far-right member of Islamophobic. And hang on, this that's almost exactly word for for what she just said, our elected leaders shouldn't be courting an individual with such odious and hateful views that have no place in Canada. Um, like I say, Christine Anderson is actually a Jew lover. She's not a Nazi. Um, and the head of the Holocaust Memorial feels the need to attack her. Uh, okay. Um, but he's silent. He's silent when his buddy, Justin Trudeau, hangs out with, you saw him. He was going again and again, the Jews are lying. The Jews are lying. Nazi Bandera didn't kill the Jews. It's not true. Didn't happen. Holocaust didn't happen in Ukraine. I'll talk to the Jews. I'll set them straight. You heard that crazy, insane, like, you know, I I sometimes think about Kanye West because he's one of my favorite artists, and he said some crazy stuff, and he had this sort of PR implosion. But I think... Some of that was performance art, and I think that was just for the shock effect. I don't think it was his core identity. I think he was sort of frustrated by some things. It was whatever it is. I don't think that Kanye West is a scholar on on European history. Uh, he's a musician and an artist and a creative thinker, and he's got some troubles too. He was unpersoned in about 24 hours for that. But here is a guy whose entire life is European history and politics and morality and ethics and diplomacy and strategy. Like this is, so it's not a musician popping off some comments. Andre Melnick has spent his life thinking and advocating for, for Ukraine and its history. And he did an extent, that was just a short clip. He is a Nazi in his very bones. This wasn't a gaffe by him. In fact, he's gone on rants since then. How can the Simon Wiesenthal Center abide that? Well, when you realize that <laughs> that they, they're run by Trudeau's former aide, an MP named Michael Levitt, then it all makes sense. Super gross, super gross. All right, let's move on. I want to sh- introduce you to a clown because we all need a good laugh. His name is Joel Harden, 
And uh, look at that guy. I mean, listen, if you look like me, you should never make fun of anyone else's appearance, okay? Even if you're handsome and pretty, you shouldn't make fun of someone's appearance. Because, I mean, he was born that way. And we all have our strengths and weaknesses. And obviously, he's got some qualities if he was elected MPP. Uh, it looks a little goofy because he's wearing that full pride suit and his hair's a little funny. He's making a face. But let me read what he says. Yeah, let's, let's, so he's responding to a tweet. Yeah, go ahead. He's responding to this tweet by uh, an NDP activist named Luke Lebrun, who says, this is absolute madness. The far-right mob, this is, this is happening, I think it was on Friday in Ottawa. We had a cameraman there too, by the way. This is absolute madness. The far-right mob is not even at a school anymore. They're just standing in the middle of a residential street in Westboro, chanting nonsense in the direction of random homeowners to leave our kids alone. So this is a clash between Antifa on the left, some NDPers on the center left, Antifa on the far left, NDPs on the left, and some various families opposed to trans ideology in the school. So Luke LeBrun says, this is madness. And just yeah, play that clip, sound up, play that clip. Okay, so it's an 11 second clip. And you know what you see in that clip? Some people chanting and basically standing still. Do you see any violence? You see a mob? You don't. But then Joel Harden replies and says, so Luke LeBrun says they're hollering. They were, they were chanting. And then this guy, Joel Harden, who's a new Democrat member of the provincial parliament says, and punching people in the face. But I'll take a punch for queer and trans youth any day. And scroll down a little bit just to, so he's got what looks like a, a cut under his eye. Do you see that there? He's making sort of a funny face. He says he took a punch for queer and trans youth. And he's sort of proud of it. And uh, I'm not going to refer to his appearance anymore because that's just mean. Although I, there's, he looks quite odd here. I, and maybe it's the juxtaposition of his funny face and, and that suit he's wearing. But I'm not going to refer The appearance I'm referring to is that cut. So his message is clear. He was punched in the face by some pro-family anti-trans activist. It's absolutely clear what his meaning is. And um, there's another New Democrat What's her name? Troster or something? Let me get the name now. Who said, yeah, I saw it. I saw the whole thing. He was assaulted. I want to show that before I, yeah, pump that up a bit. <laughs> this is uh, Ariel Troster, and it's going to shock you to know she's got she and her as her pronouns. Um, didn't see that coming. I saw my dear friend and MPP, member of provincial parliament, get punched in the face. I saw it. I, let me testify. I saw my, friend, my dear friend and MPP get punched in the face by haters, plural, by haters today. 
When I say the bigots, plural, are getting emboldened, this is what I mean. So she's saying, I am an eyewitness to this. I saw him get punched in the face by haters, not a hater, but haters today. They're emboldened. This is what I mean. It's happening, people. Click on her. Who is she again? Click on her name. She is a counselor in Ottawa City Council. And um, just in case you thought, well, they're partisan activists, did it really happen that way? Corneille Van Hopen, who is a journalist with Yahoo News, uh, he was there. Click on his first one, on, on the embedded one there on June 10th. He said, this is a journalist for Yahoo News. News. I'll take a punch for queer and trans youth any day. Ottawa Center MPP Joel Harden assaulted by anti-trans protester while attending a rally supporting queer and trans rights in Ottawa Friday morning. My latest for Yahoo News Canada. So it happened. Uh, now it's only one uh, protester, not multiple. Do we have the original story? Can we click on the, uh, or scroll down a little bit. Um, then two days later, <laughs> two days later, a little bit of a change. As further developments have emerged, we are closely dissecting new information brought to light and would like to reassure you that fact-driven journalism remains my <laughs> top priority. I'm currently working with Yahoo Canada News team to provide updates as quickly as possible. So he said that two days later. So what happened? He said it happened as a fact. Um, and then this is the revised version. I'll take a punch for queer and trans youth any day, Ottawa MPP, under scrutiny in wake of alleged assault at trans rally. Hang on, his first report, and I don't know if we have a safe version, Ottawa MPP says he was allegedly rabbit punched, I don't know what that is, while attending rally to keep trans and queer individuals safe. So this is the fixed version. I, it's, I wish we had it. Don't worry, we don't have it. But it would have been fun to get the original one where it was reported as an absolute fact and there were plenty of adjectives to go along with it. Um, so it took the mainstream media two days. Two days. But there were so many citizen journalists on the, on the scene that it didn't even take two hours for the truth to be... Now, you remember that little cut on his face? Didn't even look like a punch. Thank God I've never really been in a fight. <laughs> but, um, you know, when you get a punch, it, do it doesn't have a little cut like that. You get a punch, you get a swelling, you get a bruise. Maybe you get an abrasion or a laceration, but you don't get like a little surgical nick in a punch. I don't know what a rabbit punch is. So maybe I'm not an expert in these things, but here's a citizen journalist who I would say is on the on the left, but she's actually a fairly common sense gal. I like her work. Maybe I shouldn't admit that, but her name is Karima Sad. And um, do we have the tweet in which this tweet, uh, this video is embedded? She says, NDP MPP. Oh, this is a retweet of her. Um, Yeah, scroll down a little bit if we can find it, because she was one of the first debunkers. 
Okay, yeah, so let's read the tweet here. Uh, MPP Joel Harden leads crowd chants with megaphone. Beside him, a counter-protester wields an electronic whistle, 100 to 120 decibels. Not sure if the noisemaker is following Harden, my cameraman, or both. Okay, so play that vid. Yeah, pump that video up, and he's got something on his face there. Let's take a look at it. Play from the beginning. Thank you. We will protect trans kids because we love trans kids. Protect trans kids. We will protect trans kids because we love trans kids. We will protect trans kids. We will protect trans kids because we love trans kids. Okay. It's a, it's a little bit mind-numbing. Um, I don't think this was the one that I'm referring to, but it was interesting. And, and th that weird guy with that 100-decibel noisemaker. But you see he has a little bandage on his face there. Go back to an There's another Kareem Assad one. I'm certain of it. Um, where she said this video of him. Yeah, just... Um, I think she had one that debunks it. Oh, yeah. Show me that one there. Okay. Do we have an earlier one? Yeah, scroll down from Karima's feet a little bit. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, you have the one? Okay, put up the one you have. So my point is, it's a little odd. He says he was punched. I don't know what a rabbit punch is. I should Google that instead of just keeping saying that. Um, rabbit punch. A rabbit punch is a blow to the back of the head or to the base of the skull. It is considered especially dangerous because it can damage the cervical vertebrae and subsequently the spinal cord, which may lead to serious and irreparable spinal cord injury. A rabbit punch can also detach the victim's brain from the brainstem, which can kill instantly. Yeah, that's not a rabbit punch. That's a little cut on your cheek. Um, but there were so many cameras right there our alumnus, Key and Bexty, has a company called Counter Signal. They had a reporter there. We had a reporter and a cameraman there. Kareem Assad had a cameraman there. And um, he cut his face on his megaphone. He cut his face on his megaphone. I'm sorry, I don't have that in my, in my fingertips. But there is literally no... No footage of him being punched by anyone. He cut his face on, yeah, he cut his face on his camera. I mean, on his megaphone. What's going on there? And all sorts of different camera angles were put online very quickly. And there was no footage that anyone had that he was punched. So Joel Harden realizes he's being caught in a Jesse Smollett moment. He realizes that his hoax and Ariel Troster saying, I saw it, I saw it, that the hoax was found out. So Joel Harden, 
Oh, and by the way, Jagmeet Singh, the federal NDP leader and the provincial NDP leader, whose name I haven't bothered to remember because I don't think I'll ever need to use it, um, they immediately jumped on this and, and assumed it was true and absolutely condemned. In fact, I, I'm surprised they didn't use the word Nazi. There's a real Nazi over in Kiev meeting with Trudeau right now, but I'm sure they would call the, the people who, uh, yeah, there's Jagmeet Singh's right there. I'm proud of you, Joel Harden. Queer and trans people and kids are being targeted by angry and hateful extremists. Surprised you didn't say the word Nazi. Governments must step up and protect the queer and trans community and NDP MPs who lie about it. So Jagmeet Singh and the provincial leader, I'm not even going to call for her tweet because she's literally a footnote in history. Um, but despite Jagmeet Singh and the liar who said, I saw it happen, no one saw it happen. And Joel Harden could feel that he was sort of losing the argument here. And he was trending on Twitter, excuse me. So then he put this up, a kind of, Alibi number two. The first alibi didn't work, so here's his second one. He said, I do not want this woman charged. What What woman? What? No woman touched you. I would rather talk to her about why she needed to be violent and why she needed to protest outside public schools. If she's reading this statement, that offer still holds. Please get in touch with me. That would be like Jesse Smollett saying, I'd like to meet those folks who said, in Chicago, you're in MAGA country, who were carrying a noose. <laughs> and remember, if you remember Justice Smollett's story, they attacked him when he was going out for a Subway sandwich, and he never let go of the sandwich. He never dropped the sandwich. And they put a noose around his head, and he didn't take it off. He waited till the police came, so they saw the noose around his neck. It was such a lie. Um, so his first statement about the rabbit punch, I didn't know what rabbit punch was, I just looked it up. Rabbit punch is in the back of the neck and it can kill you. This was a little prick on his face, it wasn't a punch at all. And so now he's saying, I do not want this woman charged. What woman? Charged for what? Nothing happened to you, you cut your face on, on your megaphone. I mean... Corne Van Hopen from Yahoo News was stupid enough to, to believe it. Um, Chanel Fall had a tweet. Let's just show hers. <laughs> so Ariel Troster said, so, so now, now that Joel Harnden is changing his story, his witness has to change his story. Oh, first of all, there's Paul Champ, who's the ambulance chaser, who's behind the, the. Um, uh, oh, you know what? Sorry, there's so many. Let's play Chantal Falls one, and then we'll work up from there. Yeah, that one right there. Yeah. Oops, Ariel Troster, the code of conduct for Ottawa City Councilor, states that members must be committed to performing their functions with integrity, accountability, and transparency. So this is Chantal Falls saying that the alleged witness lied. And then go back through the, backwards on the thread. So go back uh, one. Yeah, so Paul Champ says, video from another angle 
shows a protester strike the megaphone into his face. Too bad video by Karima doesn't show the full view. Oh, so, so you don't have that video. You're just saying it exists. And then here's Ariel Troster changing her testimony. For the record, this is what I saw, a smack punch that smashed the <laughs> megaphone into Joel Harden, NDP's face, and many other instigators of violence amongst the anti-trans crowd. So now it's not a rabbit punch. Now it's not a punch at all. Um, here's Chantal Fall, who sums up their backpedaling. From, I saw my friend get punched in the face, to, I saw a smack punch that smashed the megaphone into his face. Nice try walking it back, Ariel Trosser, you lied, end of story. They're all down there. Paul Champ, he's the ambulance tracer behind this class action against the truckers. You got this bizarre liar, Joel Harnden. You've got Ariel Troster. And look who makes an appearance, but Nilly Kaplan Mirth, the absolute kook. Um, she's the one in the mask, of course. She's the one who won't stop wearing masks. She wore a mask on a Skype interview with TVO and Steve Pakin, the interviewer, just said, I've got to ask, why are you wearing the mask on a Skype interview? And it was just a classic moment. She's absolutely kooky. We have a petition about her. And uh, Rowan, I forget his last name, says, breaking. Nilly Kaplan Mirth, trustee and frequent alleged anti-Semitic hate <laughs> victim, defies the odds and is out protesting with anti-Semitic NDP MPP, Joel Hardin and other misfits. I don't know what Joel Hardin's backstory of anti-Semitism is, but uh, every weirdo, political kook, liar, and ambulance chaser in the city was there, and they just were all caught lying, and it was sort of beautiful. Um, that's the power of citizen journalism. I say again, the regime journalist, Corne Van Hopen, lied. Lied in his original story. I'm sorry we don't have the original um, version, which was edited. He, he let his lie be out there for two full days before he changed it. Everyone had already read his story. No one's going to read his story two days later. It's not news anymore. It's olds. Is there an editor's note at the bottom of his story, by the way? Can you scroll? To the, oh, yeah, just the bottom of the story. Yeah, what does that say? Okay, click the, uh, click the story continues part. Yeah, scroll down. Is there an editor's note acknowledging that there were errors? Yeah. Can you, can you show that on the screen? Editor's note. Yahoo Canada has updated the story to reflect the claims Ottawa MPP Joel Harner made about an attack was an alleged incident, which is still under investigation. That's a very careful way of saying um, we didn't do our job. We have no proof of any of this. We ran it as true. Now we know this guy's full of shit. I'm swearing a lot today. I hope you'll forgive me. But to pretend that it's not our fault, that it's Joel Harnon's fault, we're going to say that he is just claiming it. And we're going to, like that, that weird excuse there, they're sloughing it off on him instead of taking responsibility for their own lack of journalism. Their original version reported it as true. Joel Harnon is still sort of hanging on to the claim. And they're, let me read their apology one more time because it, it, it's just sort of... It's a non-apology apology. Let me just read that one more time. Editor's note. 
Yahoo Canada has updated this story to reflect the claims Auto MPP Joel Harnan made about an attack was an alleged incident. Okay, but it was always an alleged incident. That, that was, that's the whole story. This MP makes an allegation. It was an insane allegation. It was debunked within minutes. A more honest editor's note would have been, Yahoo Canada has updated this story to reflect the fact that what Joel Harnden claimed is contradicted by video evidence and there was, no, there was never any proof for it. They're making it seem like maybe Joel Harnden has changed his story. I mean, he has changed his story, but he's still claiming he was attacked. Yahoo News will not take responsibility for the fact that they ran his lie as the truth, are embarrassed by him, and now they're trying to blame him. They should blame themselves for, for running his allegation as the truth. Never trust the media party. Never, ever, ever trust the media party. Um, Andy Lee, let's, Andy Lee has a tweet on this. Let's, let's show it too. I think it's in the, in the live stream feed. Yeah, Andy Lee, about Ariel Troster. And now she's claiming something different, call me a skeptic, but it's almost like the original accounting of the anti-trans activist assault committed against Joe Harnden, which detailed a punch to the face, wasn't entirely accurate. Andy Lee's been on a tear lately, just doing great stuff on the China files for Rebel News, so it's great to be associated with her. Well, it's 1.54, and uh, I think we've covered two big issues. I'm going to talk more about this Andre Melnick thing tonight, because I think it's actually very important. Uh, there's so many different details about the story that are gross. You know, another half billion dollars being sent to a war without debate or vote. Um, Trudeau running away from accountability issues in Canada. But meeting with that Holocaust denier and proudly being toured around Kiev by him is super gross. The media party covering for it is super double extra gross. And then the official Jews who freak out over anything and nothing, staying absolutely silent is so perplexing to me, I don't think it can stand. It's 1.55, time for maybe one more little tweet or something, um, because I don't want to get into a big new thing just before we go. But you know what, Danielle Smith had a fun tweet, and let's end on that one. I used to don't know Danielle pretty well back in the day, and then we didn't talk for a while, but I've been chatting with her a bit lately. Here's a tweet that she had up over the weekend. Fun fact, my husband and I still own a restaurant. This weekend, the dishwasher broke down, so I went in for a shift. And there she is, washing dishes. And um, I like that tweet for a few reasons. Uh, it, it's, there's a sense of humor to it. There's a little bit of humility to it. And it's true. How many politicians, let alone a premier or prime minister, have a business, and a business that's as hard to run as a restaurant? You're on your feet all day. You have to worry about staffing, about a hundred things. Um, restaurants are one of the toughest businesses out there. And, you know, you have to get customers. You have to manage your costs. You have to manage staff. 
You have to manage, quote, shrinkage. You have to, there's so many things to worry about that 99% of politicians don't know and only pretend to know. And I think the fact that she and her husband own this restaurant, besides looking good, is actually an advantage for understanding what real people go through. How can you know what a small businessman goes through if you've never been one yourself? If you've never had to worry about making payroll? If you've never had to worry about the cost of your heating and everything, all your food going up because of inflation, including the carbon tax? 99% of politicians don't have real jobs like that. Some of them have professions, but those professions are often immune from the troubles of running a restaurant, one of the toughest jobs around. Well, I think we have one super chat, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go on that for my final moments. Fraser McBurney, five bucks at our rallies. I have a sign that has a photo of Trudeau saying, thinks this is a Nazi flag, then a photo of the Canadian flag. Well, you got to be careful if you have a flag with a swastika on it at all, because that will be interpreted as if you yourself were carrying that. I, there may have been um, a protester during the convoy who was carrying a swastika as a kind of commentary on Canada's authoritarian streak. Um, I, I heard some argument to that effect. If so, it's a, it's a terrible idea because even if that was the thinking, that um, cannot be conveyed in a photograph. And um, of course, the media party, uh-huh, we told you they're real Nazis. They look for Nazis where there are none. Um, they hunt for Nazis. They're brave against Nazis that don't exist. But the biggest Nazi in Europe an extremist Holocaust denier by the name of Andrei Melnik. And they'll spend the day with him, and the media approves. Just shocking. That's our live stream for the day. I'll be back at 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Mountain Time for my show. You can subscribe to it at rebelnewsplus.com. Until then, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, goodbye, and keep fighting for freedom.